0: Hello, Dog Days listeners. Today is Sunday, August 22nd, 2021. If you are here for topics in endurance sports, you are in the right place. I am doing a temporary challenge in August. You might want to go to August 1st where I explain what is going on. For those who are listening, let's get to today's topic. We've mentioned a cosmogenic isotope before, carbon-14. It's produced when nitrogen-14, which is stable and the most common isotope of nitrogen, gets bombarded by cosmic ray neutrons in the atmosphere such that the nitrogen nucleus, which has seven protons and seven neutrons, gains a nitrogen but loses a proton, making it a carbon atom, with six protons and eight neutrons, carbon-14. Carbon-14 is radioactive with a half-life of 5,730 years. And as we learned, it's invaluable in carbon-dating biological tissue. There are dozens of cosmogenic isotopes actually, including those of the elements sodium, magnesium, phosphorus, sulfur, chlorine, argon, titanium, Krypton, Tungsten, and more. Another case is when Oxygen-16, the most stable form of oxygen with 8 protons and 8 neutrons, is hit with cosmic rays and is converted into radioactive beryllium-10. Given that beryllium has only 4 protons in its nucleus, this seems more complex than the nitrogen-14 to carbon-14 conversion. In fact, in this case, four protons and two neutrons are lost from oxygen-16 in this reaction to give beryllium-10 with four protons and six neutrons. Beryllium-10 is radioactive with a half-life of a million years, but only traces exist. By the way, and this is trivia that has nothing to do with the rest of today's episode, but beryllium-16, a radioactive isotope, that has 4 protons and 12 neutrons, has a half-life of 10 to the minus 22 seconds. I don't know how they could even measure that, but it's not surprising it's so short given the big imbalance between protons and neutrons, which I discussed in an earlier episode. Anyway, back to our episode. Besides the oxygen-16 to beryllium-10 transformation, another cosmogenic isotope reaction that occurs due to cosmic rays is the conversion of silicon 26, 14 protons, 12 neutrons, to aluminum 26, 13 protons, 13 neutrons, during which the silicon 26 converts a proton into a neutron to make the aluminum 26. Aluminum 26 is radioactive with a half-life of 700,000 years. So, cosmic rays from the Sun can convert silicon to aluminum and oxygen to beryllium. Now, quartz, silicon dioxide, is really common in the Earth's crust. For example, much of sand is quartz. By the way, sand is any rock that's been beaten up to the point where it's just grain-sized. Lots of it is silicon dioxide, or quartz, just because quartz is very hard. When cosmic rays, reach Earth and hit the silicon-26 in quartz, it can be converted into aluminum-26, while the oxygen-16 in the quartz can be converted into beryllium-10. Keep in mind these reactions happen extremely rarely, a few dozen atoms per year from a gram of quartz, about 1 28th of an ounce. I'm guessing that's pretty much immeasurable until you get thousands of years to build up enough of the beryllium and aluminum to detect. Cosmic rays cannot penetrate deeply into quartz. They can only convert silicon dioxide, the quartz, sitting at the surface of the rock or the sand. Thus, it is used as a way to measure how long a rock surface has been exposed to cosmic radiation, or how long that rock has actually been a surface rock, as opposed to deep underground. A major earthquake is likely to expose new rock to the Earth's surface. If a geologist can identify rocks in a fault zone that she is confident were brought to the surface in a past earthquake, then measurements of cosmogenic beryllium-10 and aluminum-26 can be used to date that rock, much like carbon dating. And it tells you when the earthquake actually happened. Very cool! Precarious rock is actually a geologic term applied to any rock that's likely to topple over in any nearby earthquake. By dating the cosmogenic beryllium-10 and aluminum-26 isotopes in that rock, it tells you that no earthquake could have happened at that spot for at least that long. This is not just academically interesting, as we saw from the 2011 Japanese earthquake tsunami that caused the Fukushima nuclear power plant accident, knowledge of possible earthquake hazards are really important. Past seismic activity measured in part by these isotopes can be incorporated into the risk assessment process when planning major civil engineering projects like nuclear power plants and dams. See you tomorrow.